What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. So, no. you know, I also agree with you. I'm going to go full outlaw. I have to blow this album up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you just, have to. It, I can't. I can't. And, and again, I want everybody to know that I am not picking on this artist. No. I no. promise I'm not trying to pick on this album, but I just don't think I have enough here yeah, to make it no. a classic. And I, and I want a classic for my favorite yes. rapper, like my favorite right. MC, you know, like I, I want that. So, you know, um, here's, here's how I make it a classic. Um, okay. For, the first thing I do is I hold it. I realize yeah. that that in 1995, Big L does not have enough. He doesn't have the pieces. Nope. He doesn't have he doesn't have the focus. Like this right. is not a focused effort with the right pieces nope. to give me a classic. And so I say, let me chill for a little bit and get the right situation for Big L. Yeah. So what I do is I put this album out in 1997, um, and I put this album out on Loud Records. Okay, um, I like that, that. That gives me backing and it puts me around the right people. Yeah, now, we, like, we like loud records. Right, we, lo- we love loud records. And love so records. now in that ecosystem, I have the executive producer be Fat Joe. Okay, so, I like um, this. So, you know, Fat Joe is in DITC. They have, an, they have a relationship, etc. I think by 97, Fat Joe's really starting to understand how to put things together because in 98, he gives us Don Cartagena. Right. So so, you know, he's he can put an album together. He has all these relationships. The Don Cartagena album has uh, Bone Thugs on it. It has yeah. Puffy on we, it. It has. We, we like that album. Don we, Cartagena we do. is, is legit. We do love that album. Um, so, you know, so I mean, Fat Joe is is the right man for the job. Um, so on this album, this this Fat Joe produced album. Um, I also have kind of Q-tips hands on everything. Pause. You know, he but he's he's in the loud ecosystem. I need, you know, I I, I need is him he? to... Q-Tip is in the loud ecosystem? Oh, because of Mob Deep. Because of Mob Deep. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so That seemed like a one-off, though. Maybe. That seemed more, it had everything to do with Queens and Q-Tip mm. just loving these guys than That's it fair. did a relationship with Loud Records. So it That's might fair. be difficult to, to get that again. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I, mean, so I mean, but, 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 uh-huh. you know who is in the loud ecosystem around this time? Pete Rock. It's Pete Rock. Yeah. Yes. So, mixed feelings there. All right, all right, all right. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the big picture. Go so, ahead. So, uh, so anyway, uh, so I want production on this project from Diamond D, Buck Wild, Puffy and the Hitmen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I need Puffy yeah, and the Hitmen on at least one record. Yes, yeah, so you um, need Mace on here as well. Oh, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Mark the 45 King and Q-Tip. Um, oh, so oh, it, this oh. is my, my kind of goal here. In my mind, Big L is one of the... Fa- fathers of like Harlem lyrical hip hop, right? Yes. Prior to him, you had Dougie Fresh, and that was like the bit, like the biggest rap act that had come out of Harlem, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I I want I want a lineage. I want you know a whole tree that starts with Big L. So I want this album to come out before Harlem World by Mace, right? But I want I want him to be first. And I want, I want to be able to see that lineage as the rest of the albums come out, right? So in 1998, you have, let me read this off. So 97, you have Harlem World by Mace, yeah, right? That's, that's in, in October. Uh, November. Oh, October? Okay, right, yeah. October It's a fall release, yeah. Um, you have, in, in 98, June 98, you have McGruff, Destined to Be. July 21st, 98, you have Cameron, Confessions of Fire, right? Right. So, 
you have these other Harlem artists that all will tell you themselves that they were influenced by Big L. Big L pulled them off the block. He was the guy. So I want them to contribute to this album. Um, and I want I want Children of the Corn to be a posse. So every time yeah. one of these albums comes out, I want to hear Big L on I want to hear Big L on Confessions of Fire. I want to hear him on Harlem World. Harlem I want to hear him on Destined to Be. Um, mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. I want those artists to be heavily featured here. So um, I want a, a, a Children of the Corn posse cut that is niggas done started something level le level posse cut, right? Like I, like I need that. Okay, you got my attention. So, so, <laughs> right, so, so those cats are going to be there. The overarching theme is not going to be this horrorcore shit. Yeah. Um, instead, it's going to be a little bit more fly, maybe even like mafioso, but not not quite biggie over the top mafioso. But Corleone. Like, but yeah, the L, big L Corleone shit, you know, like he's right. super cool, he's super fly because... I like what Mace did on Harlem World. That level of glam and glitz wouldn't work for Big L, but I need something a little bit softer that's gonna make people come around to it. So no, no shiny suits, right? Definitely no shiny suits. All right, cool. cool and I, cool. I again, like that's why I think Fat Joe is the perfect executive producer here yeah, because yeah, I like, I like he can that. give you like a little that. bit of glitz, but he's not gonna make you wear the fucking shiny suit and look crazy. <laughs> um, so, so the um, the other other relationships that he has that I want to see featured here. Um, Jay, obviously, Jay's obviously. On, on, on this. Um, he has a relationship with Nas, so I want I want Nas on this. Um, yeah. Um, so here's here's one that I this was. This is a heavy about. hitters album. Okay. Oh, it's a very it's, expensive project. Hell yeah! Come on, man. <laughs> Only the best for Big L. Um, <laughs> I, I need Lord Finesse at least as a rapper on this, just because Lord Finesse is the reason we're here, right? Like yeah. Lord Finesse is the guy that discovered Big L, gave Big L his shot, so he's he's there. Um, now here's the controversial one, DMX. This is an album coming out in 97. Uh, Mace's album came out in, in 97. He had a DMX feature. DMX is kind of blowing up on the underground, you know, radio yeah. circuit. That would be an interesting pairing. I feel like, it, I feel like it'd, be, it'd be funny and interesting to hear an X Big L song. So, when is this release? Is this an early 97 or is this the mid 97? It's got to be earlier than October. So let's put it like maybe in July or something. Because, you know, you might even be able to get a Biggie feature on there. Oh, wow. I didn't think well, because, because think about it. I mean, like, Puss Project didn't come out into the summer. Yeah. And he's got two or three Biggie verses on there. He's yeah. got Victory, Benjamins, Back. and um, Young... Young, is it Young Niggas? What yeah, was it? Young Niggas. The joint... Or Young G's. Joint young G's. Young G's with, uh, with Jay-Z yeah, on with there, Jay -Z. right? Yeah, that's So you real. might be able to get a big feature on this Big L project. You and might. Even a, and even a big pun feature, because pun was, uh, was in Fat Joe's ecosystem. That er oh yeah, because Capital yeah. Punishment is 1998. Yes, yeah, actually, yes. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be like the most expensive album <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. Because Big Pun was also on um, on Jealous One's Envy, and when did that come out? Like 95 or something. So, um, big, so Big Pun yeah. was definitely around. I'm not sure if Loud has a budget for this, but that's okay. Hey, man, we're, fuck we're gonna their live, budget. We're gonna yeah. live in our. <laughs> we're gonna live in our Steve world. He, he can get it done. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so anyway you know that that's basically my album it's it's a, it's a concept of an album it's not you know the album itself yeah. um and you know it just kind of has has all of these pieces um but the thematics are different and i think it makes it makes big l more palatable and allows him to really get the the notoriety and the the props that he deserves for 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 being who he was um you know in in this time frame i think you need 
in terms of like songs that I would like to hear, mm-hmm. subject matter wise, okay, you know, obviously you need you need, you need a couple tracks where it's just bars. Yep. You know what I mean? A couple of those. You need a couple songs like Street Struck, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, fed up with the bullshit. You need yep. songs with that kind of subject matter. We need like a juicy, a so- like that. Like instead yeah. of Street Struck, we need like a juicy. You can have both. Yeah, that's true. You can have both because he's got some. Things done changed, That's true. and he's got ready to die, Biggie. That's true. That's right, true. so you know you you can have all of those. Yeah, you can have the the street version, and mm-hmm. then you can have the radio version. That's true. You can you can do that. Mm-hmm. I think you need a song <laughs> where it actually sounds like you're cool with women. <laughs> facts. You so, know what I mean? Super facts. Um, that you actually yo. you know even if they're bitches and hoes, you like Man. bitches and hoes. Right. <laughs> you so, know. You know. And it's funny. I th- another thing that I didn't even think about here, and I guess you know, um, Illmatic is. Is, is similar in this vein but and i know big l was was super about this just being a hardcore underground mc but like yeah. there's not a single note sung on this entire album okay. <laughs> not one and like no okay. i mean let's i'm not Mary saying J you gotta have an r&b song or whatever but yeah. you kind of do though yeah let's get some let's get some mary j on here somebody man why yeah. not you know yeah make it happen yo puff and the hitman are doing a record maybe they can they can bring mary in yeah so i mean that's my thoughts. like, like you know, reasonable doubt comes out in 1996. Is that I forget, I forget yeah. what month that is? It's crazy that these things matter, but they do kind of matter, like the yeah. months when it comes out. Yeah, they do. Um, but I mean, that's a, that's a year and some change after after lifestyles of the poor and dangerous, and like that album is light years beyond. Like that's not a year into the future. That's like 20 years, well, <laughs> four musical years into the future. Like in comparison, right? Yeah. Uh, because jay-z has some depth on there and maybe yeah. that's what i mean so give yeah. us some depth yeah you know what i mean like there is very little depth um yeah. from what we're hearing from big l and Agreed. sadly that trend kind of continues when you get into the big picture there's not yeah. that much depth on there either there's a little yeah. bit more um at least you have some more stories mm-hmm. on the big picture that's the other thing we need. We need some stories. Give us yeah. some good stories. Yeah, agreed. Uh, supposedly, um, he's an amazing storyteller, but I'm not all that impressed with the stories that I've heard. I think that comes from, you know, though, him being challenged by his executive producers. And, and, and it just doesn't feel like he was challenged to create, you know, something like that, that has that, that depth and those layers like you're talking about. You know who he kind of reminds me of or what this project kind of reminds me of? The mm-hmm. laughable version. But cannabis, man. Oh, man. Look, look, look. Obviously, this album, Lifestyles of the Poor and oh, Dangerous, man. is better than um, what was the what was the name it came to this album? Two thousand, oh, not two thousand BC. Uh, what was the first one? Was it just Can I Bust? No, Can I Bust? That's what it was. That was what it was. Whatever yeah, his, yeah. yeah. That's just his fucking joke, right? <laughs> but if we had the episode just laughing at that album. It's great. <laughs> Um, but that's Rip an example. Ah! <laughs> that's an example of an artist just wanting to do what they're gonna do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And but not see, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't feel like Big L was like that. Like, and I, of course, I don't know him, but like, he seemed like a collegial and coachable individual. And that's the reason why I had to blame. I had to blame finesse and and the guys that that executive produced this because I feel like if they were like. Yo, this this these bars are crazy, but bro, like you need to give me something. Like give me give me a story or give me something that's, you know, more. I feel like he would try to do that. Well, what was the process like for his second album, the posthumous release? 
You probably know a little bit more about that than I do. Yeah. Do you want to just go straight into that and then just yes. make this two yeah. parts? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so you know, um, the big picture was, uh, he, you know, he was working on trying to create his own label, uh, Flamboyant Records. Mm -hmm. um, he made a few of those records, maybe two or three of those records. Um, he pressed two of them up and put them out as a single, I believe, on Ruckus. Um, but uh, but so, you know, anyway, I think he was looking for a home for Flamboyant Records. Um, and working on that project, you know, himself. So he had Rock Raider, um, you know, as his kind of DJ and, uh, you know, was kind of trying to look for, for a situation for, for that. So, okay. I mean, I'm, I guess, I mean, I'm just curious, uh, like, who, who are the, who are the musical collaborators is, is more my question for that project. So, you know, because I know that the actual album itself, you know, yeah. you got Premier is kind of is he like the executive producer? Is he the one who kind of like puts this together? Not really. Who, who's I the person it, doing that? I think it was more like Ron Browse, Mike Heron and, and like those were like kind of the cats that were around that took the pieces and and you know, made it into what it was. Well, Ruckus. the reason the reason why I asked is because you know, if you say that he's a coachable person, I I, I guess he just needs better coaches. Yeah. I mean, he, he like, I don't think that we can use the big picture in any way to, to talk about him as an executive producer or as a collaborator because this was mostly pieced together. Okay. Like, there were only a few records, maybe two or three records here that he had for the project prior to dying. And then they just took other things and put them around it. Okay. So, so out of these tracks, I, the ones that I know for a fact he had recorded for this album um, were Flamboyant, um, Size Em Up. That was a single, uh, Size Em okay. Up and Flamboyant together. Um, and I think Casualties of a Dice Game was recorded for this specifically. And then most of the rest of this stuff, um, I think the heist as well. Most of the rest of this stuff, they kind of pieced together, um, taking verses, freestyles, things like that, and made it into an album. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out if, I, because you kind of hinted at this before, mm -hmm. that Big L was never really, I don't know, all that good. Like as an artist himself, like mm -hmm. maybe he just didn't have the musical mind. Mm -hmm. I do think that he had the motivation. I do think he had the determination, yeah. and it's probably unfair to compare him to Cannabis, someone who really just had like this. <laughs> fucking crazy idea about what it is that he wanted to do and it was yeah. just whack right yeah maybe that's not big l but i do think that i don't know i do like i'm more curious why it didn't really work like mm. you had this guy who is a great lyrical talent if he yeah. is so coachable someone mm. should have been able should should have been able to make it work right yeah. like is it is it just random luck dumb luck that puff daddy and biggie just work so fucking well together not necessarily you know? but again right and it goes back to what i the, the point I, I keep making with this winner's win thing right like it's like he's surrounded by ditc and ditc is not winning like mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, i mean that's unfortunate and i'm not i'm not clowning but you know i have a whole bunch of showing ag albums that i tell people they should listen to all the time because they they got some great beats on them they got some great concepts but like if you're not a hip hop head, you're probably not into showing AG. If you're not a hip hop head, you're, you're not into Lord Finesse. If you're not a hip hop head, you're not into Diamond D. Like these are artists that were releasing records in this time frame, 
And we're not talking about these records on our podcast, right? Like mm -hmm. these aren't records that are remembered in the annals of, of great winning hip hop albums. Um, and so, you know, when you, you're, you, you kind of are uh, to some degree a product of your environment. Like I don't think he was around, like, like Puff for, uh, for all the criticisms that we can say about him, Puff was a winner in every situation. Puff was a winner mm -hmm. and he was going to make sure you won. So like, you know, and it's like you, you either won or you left or you're, you're gone or you're, you know, you're in jail or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're with Puff, you're winning and then you're not with him anymore. And then you just lose at life and you go to jail for the rest of your life. Like, like, but, I'm, but, I, I'm looking at the track record. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can vouch for that. I understand your point. It seems like Puff is going to win no matter what. And if he can win with you, then you'll you stick around. And if he can't, then he'll then, make sure that he right. continues winning. Right. That's my impression. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like okay. so. So what I'm saying well, what about is, is, is if Big L was around, was if Big L was around a winner like that, somebody who made sure he won, he, I think he would have won. And I think if 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 there was no big pun, you know, rest in peace, and and Fat Joe said, "Yo, Big L, you my man, I'm gonna put you under my arm," then you know, Ooh. I'm not saying he would have made Capital Punishment because that is a, a classic and a masterpiece in and of itself, but you know, maybe we got something closer to that. That's fair. That's fair. Why was Jay Z able to be so successful with Reasonable Doubt? Like, and, and I say that because they had. I feel like they came up around a lot of the same yeah. people. Did they not? Jay-Z's Jay -Z's resolve and approach was completely the opposite of Big L's. I think And that's yeah. and that's that's what I'm trying to get okay, to. Okay, that's fair. So right? like I think Big L Big L was definitely the like, yo, real hip hop. I'm about real hip hop. I'm an MC. I'm real. And Jay-Z was like, How can I make a lot of money and sell a lot of right. records? From the beginning, right. he always felt that way. So. Yeah. Okay. That's I guess that's just what I was gonna try to get to because you know, I think that Big L was also like perhaps too intelligent for his own good in the mm. sense that maybe he's stubborn. I mean, I think that if you had that mentality of like I'm going to be this real hip hop, you're 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 gonna struggle. But Pun did um, both. Like I think you can I think you can be both. DMX kinda did both. Well, okay, so the level of charisma that DMX has <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, like, oh yeah, like oh, it's crazy, right? But, but Big but, L had a lot of charisma too. Not like DMX. And so here's, so here's some things about this, right? DMX was always going to be an artist that was not going to stick around for very long. In my opinion. Hmm. He just, it was just in his nature. He had someone, or it, it, it was in his, his image, if you will. Okay. Like that level of energy, like people are going to end up getting tired of it. And that's kind of like what <laughs> happened. You know what I mean? Like it's not... It's it's so oh, really? raw, it's so aggressive that but, I think that at some point it's gonna have to die down. But, but Busta has all the energy and he has a long long living. Yo, career. yo, but Busta Busta also can can switch it up. Busta can be silly, he can be dumb, he could just be like flat out entertaining. Mm. Um he doesn't have to like fucking hit you across the face <laughs> with a with a fucking bat like every single yeah. time he opens his mouth. Okay, you know what I mean? Fair. Um Big Pun cared about being sexy, right? To some extent, he's got the he's got the you know uh, like Big L talks about getting his dick sucked. Bill L, Big L doesn't really talk about being like sexy. I think yeah. that like Biggie and Big Pun were able to sell these like big boy sex appeal images. Yeah, you know, and I think that I think that Big Pun also cared about like a career. But see, I, I, again, know? I think that's unfair, and here's why, right? right? Because when Biggie came to 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 Puff. 
he had a demo where he was, yes. you know, he was raping nuns and yes. and and shooting people in the face, right? Yes. That was him. And yes. then and then Puff said, "Yo, we got to have these songs." And they had a conflict, right? Where where, yes. where Big would be like, "No, nah, I don't want to make it juicy. I don't want to make Biggie it." Biggie acquiesced, though. but that's what I'm saying. Big I L never you. had a Puffy. All right. Uh, okay. You know, Big Big Pun had a had a Fat Joe, and 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 yeah. and you know, so these these people had somebody who was a winner around them to to say, "Okay, let me take." your raw talent and like show you how to shape it in a way that's palatable for everyone. And I don't know that Big L ever had that shaping to make something palatable for Right, everyone. so is it dumb luck? So I go back to my other question. Is it mm -hmm. dumb luck that Biggie had Puff, right? Not that Puff was mm -hmm. able to recognize the talent, but that like, that, that Biggie was able to have someone like that find him. Because before, mm -hmm. before Puff, you know, or before Biggie, what did Puff really have going on? Yeah, he had some yeah, Mary J projects with Uptown, but like not that much. Like he wasn't a huge name. Yeah, so I mean, what he, I'm saying, he worked with Jodeci. He'd work with. Oh, you that's know, right. I forgot about He'd work with I about that. Uh, Mary. He was. I know. I know that Mary. I forgot about Jodeci. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious. Like, why didn't anyone have that faith in Big L? But see, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, okay, the, I think the way all these things work, right, is there's a certain level of of gentlemanly business here right so if showbiz and ag say hey this is my man we working with him and you're puff or you're whoever right right you're not gonna be like yo look i know showbiz and ag working with you bro but like i mean they're not really doing much with you why don't you come over here like that would be that wouldn't be cool right I and guess. so i i think that it was less about them not wanting to work with 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 big l and more about Big L already being in a situation. Like he came, he you. came in a ready-made situation with guys who were already putting out music and were already yeah. respected in the industry. They okay. just weren't putting out music and respected on the level of these other kingmakers that we're talking about. Okay, so yeah, so what are some of your thoughts on this uh, the the big picture project then? So the big picture, I felt like one, I didn't really like all the way how it was marketed, and two, mm -hmm. I thought that it again, you know, I, I'm I, I'm this guy who finds out about Big L in you know '98 or whatever, and and he's my favorite rapper, and I'm waiting for my favorite album by my favorite rapper, and and it was not an event. Right. I would have wanted this to be more of an event. Um, and mm -hmm. so, like, I kind of came, you know, prepared with, like, uh, an approach as well to make this a classic. I don't know if you want to do that or you want to just generally talk about the album itself. Let's just generally talk about it because... Yeah, sure. I, I think it's difficult to... I mean, are we going to do, like... Highlights. Could we make... Well, could we do Born Again, make it a classic? I mean, it's a posthumous album, so it's... Right. It's difficult to kind yeah. of... It's difficult to kind of do these things, especially yep. if you're talking about an album where everything was just kind of like slapped together. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be like a born again, unless you want to talk talk. I mean, it's actually it's up to you. Do you want to talk like like he never passed and he and he was able to make this album, or do you want to talk like it's a posthumous album? It's up to you. Well, the the thing is this that I think that you already kind of covered this when you talked about making the first one a classic mm -hmm. that that's the way that you would want him to approach this record right mm -hmm. um I, I have a different approach so how would you would yeah. okay so let's so this approach for this album is uh -huh. this assuming that that you know he he has the lifestyles of the poor and dangerous or is this assuming that he has a successful debut album like you already spoke about this is assuming that he has the successful album that he 
uh, we talked about. However, he still was tragically murdered in 99, and it's a posthumous album. All right, so how do you make that a classic? Um, so two, two things to kind of start the overarching. Um, I think this becomes the mythical, uh, you know, Nas DJ premiere album that we're never going to get right mm-hmm. this is a big l dj premiere album okay um and i say that because the best songs on this project by far are the dj premiere songs um that's fair and there are the other there are other records that actually so in 2000 in 2000 the same year ditc puts out a project um and uh premiere produced multiple records on there as well that i will you know call out you know at the end of this that i think should have been on here instead but um so anyway, uh, it's, it's a Big L and, and, and DJ Premier album. Um, and I think that, you know, Fat Joe kind of, because of the fact that he was so successful with the first project, he's also in the mix, right? Like he's, he's there to, you know, lend his ear, make sure that there are some records that, that you know, kind of have crossover appeal and et cetera, because I think he has that ear. Um, but now, you know, the Children of the Corn have have members have some success. Mace's is now has already become a superstar. Um, you know, Cam is now starting to to do his thing. Um, you know, his first album came out in 98. Um, he puts out another album in 2000, um, Sports, Drugs and Entertainment, SDE, uh, that has some some success. McGruff came out in 98. So those guys are all still a part of the this, this kind of family tree. Um, and you know they they're involved here at you know throughout the album almost the same way that you're not going to get a Cameron album unless you have you know some Jim Jones some Freaky Ziki some you know those are the people that are kind of his ecosystem um are you going to get Cameron and Mace on the same record or on the same album you're definitely not getting them on the same record you getting fair. them on the same album that's fair cuz um, Cam might be like oh you got Mace on this I ain't fucking with you he might be I don't know that's fair that's fair I, I, I mean un, uh, uh, I guess that it is an unfortunate reality of what happened but I'm saying this as though the this Harlem ecosystem these guys are all still cool COC is okay. still a thing and they're still prominently featured in each other's projects so okay. you know Mace was on Horse for Carriage Mace will also be on on this version of SDE Okay. <laughs> um, and then I want to keep I want to keep some of these star-studded features. So uh, I like Remy Ma's verse. I like Cool G Rap. I, I like Fat Joe. I, yeah, I like I, Cool G Rap's appearance on here. The Tupac verse here is is very no. interesting. Um, I actually liked it. Um, but you <sighs> you know that the that the night that Tupac was shot, he had just left the studio recording this verse. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is that Ron G uh, freestyle verse. I thought that the verse was was dope. So I I, I would keep it. Um, and then, man, this Big Daddy Kane verse is so good. Oh my God, it's so. It's good. a dope song. The whole that song is amazing. Yeah. Um, so that song is definitely staying as it is. Um, so here's the songs that I'm gonna keep in in my my DJ Premier joint, and they're pretty much the DJ Premier records, right? So the intro stays. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 enemy stays. Platinum Plus stays. Um, we're gonna do a, a version of Deadly Combination that you know I, I want it produced over again. Like DJ, maybe yeah. DJ Premier makes his his own beat there. Yes, please, because I don't like that beat. Um, yeah, and then um, I mean, other than that, I liked this Triborough beat, but I, I feel like DJ Premier will make make that better than it is. Um, and uh, what was the other? Oh, the '98 freestyle is so good that I would just tack yeah. it on as as a as a bonus cut. Okay. So here are some other records from the time frame that are I'll, you are you keeping fall back with Cool G Rap? 
I like that record. I'm keeping his verse, and that they, they got to make that song over again. Like, I don't think I that like that, that beat, though. Beat, you like that beat? I like the beat. I think the problem is that it works for Cool G Rap. I'm not sure if it works for Big L, just because I'm yeah. not sure if Big L actually spit over that, that beat. Yeah. I like that beat, though. It sounds like he's rushing when he's rapping on it. Yeah, like the beats going too fa faster than him, and he's yeah, trying to catch it. I don't, I, I don't think the big girl actually spit over that beat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he didn't. He definitely didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a joint that he's spitting actually multiple freestyles. I, I I think that if you took that beat and you gave big, if you if Big L's listening to that beat, hmm. then I think he murders it. Is my point? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a, some other um, records around this time that I think can be selected from to to go on to this album. So I'll just I'll just start naming them. So Ebonics. Ebonics, mm -hmm. that's on here. I don't like it. Let's wait. Let's 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 spend two minutes on this. Ron Browse sucks. He's not <laughs> fucking good. Like yeah. one day we need to have a whole podcast episode where we talk about how embarrassing it, it is that there was a time frame in hip hop around the pop champagne time where we were taking Ron Browse seriously as a producer and artist, and he was putting his music out there, calling himself Ether Boy named after a song that's good despite the fact that he's performed on it um man ron browse is not good i'm sorry do, do you have any comments on ron browse before i move on i do not have any comments on ron browse do you agree that he's not good i agree that he is not good is the beat for ether good I've never really liked it, but at the same time, it's become so iconic. Yeah, I think this is a, a, a one of those honest conversations. And maybe it's a salute me or shoot me, but I think this is one of those honest conversations that we have to have in hip hop about the beat of Ether and whether or not it's good. I think Nas, in some cases, and that being one of them, performs so well on certain yeah. records that that the that the song is good despite the production and yeah, i think that's one i would agree with that i think yeah. it's become an iconic beat but that doesn't mean it's because the beat is great yeah i think ron browse i think ron browse might be one of the worst you know like producers that had like a run that everybody knows ever i got you he's so bad um so he's anyway. not he's not annoying he's not as annoying to me as uh, jazzy Faye, but i i feel you <laughs> i don't have i don't have this level of 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 angst against yeah. or this level oh, of man. like i think i'm just dispassionate about ron browse how about that i think ron browse is like his his catalog is like embarrassing like it's going to be the type of thing that you know one day our kids like look back when they're listening to all these all these like classic eras of hip-hop and they're going to be like why did you guys like this music and i'm not going to have an explanation i'm going to be like sorry son i don't know we just fucking don't know shit about music um so yeah. anyway Ebonics, the beat is not good. Um, there is a DJ Premier remix of, of Ebonics that appeared on the DITC album that came out in 2000. I would replace uh, Ebonics with the Ebonics remix because it has a primo beat on it. Um, so here's some other records that um, I would choose from. Furious Anger featuring Shaheen that came out in this, this time frame um, that, that's possible to put on this project. There was a song called Danger Zone, um, which actually came out in 98. Uh, it was on McGruff's record, but... If we have the opportunity to, to put anything we want on this on this uh, you know Big L, I would that would I'd put that in the mix as something we could choose from. Um, Thick, which also was on the um, which was also on the the DITC uh, project, was produced by DJ Premier. I would choose from that. Way of Life, 
uh, was on the DITC project. Day one on the DITC project. The enemy's here already. Stand Strong was on the DITC. Actually, it wasn't even on the DITC project. It was on um, it was on a Showbiz and AG project, um, but it features most of the members of DITC. Uh, Dangerous, which features OC, was on OC's project. Uh, Dignified Soldiers, which was on a DITC project. And lastly, and I probably would put this as a bonus track if we wanted to use it, the song is called We Got This and it features Mr. Cheeks. The only reason I would keep it is because Mr. Cheeks, you know, kind of glowed up in the in this time frame and it would be good, you know, to bring attention to the project. So I think there's there's records that they could have used to to make this posthumous album a little bit better than the records that they chose here. Those are some choices. But the overarching concept is that DJ Premier does all the production or almost all of the production on the project. Do you not like the concept of Ebonics? The concept of Ebonics is fine to me. Um, yeah. And I get it from like a, a gimmicky perspective. Like like if yeah. you remember when, when Papoose uh, did Alphabetical Slaughter, yeah. which it had been done yeah. before, but Papoose's was the one that everybody remembered. Um, you know, it was like a gimmicky thing that like drew a lot of attention to, to Papoose. Yeah. And so as a result of that, I think it's cool to keep it here. I don't love it or hate it. For me... I think at best it's a bonus track. To me, it's a novelty record. It is a gimmick. Yeah. This is in the same vein as like when Mad Skills does like the end of year recaps. Mm. You know People what I mean? Love like, those too. <laughs> that's fine. But yeah. for this song to get the attention of Dame Dash, is that what happened? Because I want to. Someone yeah. really, really liked this song and then wanted to do something with yeah, it. Yeah, which like, I think really? is I think is funny and weird because it's like. Dame Dash knew who Big L was, right? Yeah. So, like, it's written as though, like, Dame Dash was like, oh, I got to sign this guy, Big L. It's like, yo, he's from he's from 141st, and, and Big L's from 139th. Like, they knew each other. He just, yeah. you know, he thought it was a good opportunity because Big L was shopping for a label situation. Right. I mean, my understanding was always that, you know, that the infamous story that you always hear about, the supposed best battle of all time, um, that wasn't recorded between Jay-Z and Big L when they met each other for the first time. I want to say Dame Dash was right in the thick of it, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, da- Dame Dash is the one who escorted Jay-Z yep. to the corner, did he right, not? Right, right. That was my understanding. So, yep. so yeah. yeah, everybody knew about Big L. And I mean, you know, just to set the stage of this time frame, I know you know this, but for, for the listeners, you know, like, back in the day, like, every area or every every high school, every everything had a guy who rapped really well and everybody mm-hmm. knew that person. And so right. if you were a rapper and you were new to that area, people would say, yo, you should holler at this person or yo, you should battle this person. Big L was that person in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. if you were a rapper and you said you were serious about rapping and you were doing your thing, people were going to escort you to go find Big L so Big L could battle yeah. you and whoop your ass. <laughs> and yeah. so, so anybody from Harlem who did rap music knew who Big L was, Dame Dash included. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing, just to be clear, that um, at no point, I will say this, at no point between 1990, at no point between, whatever, at no point before 1995 mm-hmm. was, or 1996, was Jay-Z better than Big L. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. Not, um, not close. Yeah. And anytime I've heard the, heard the two of them appear together, Big L always outshines Jay-Z. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Jay would never yeah. would never admit, but I I know I know. No, but Jay, <laughs> Jay, but the thing is though, I've been on record on this podcast ad nauseum talking about how Jay Z is one of like the best 
progressions of a hip-hop talent oh facts you know what i mean like for sure when he starts off he's he's fine he's not bad like but he's not amazing yeah and he becomes amazing it took him a while like whereas nas starts out amazing biggie starts off amazing jay-z he had to grow into it i think jay-z is one of those people who is just like the actual when they talk about like the introverted genius like that's jay-z like jay-z is somebody who can like who can take and process information in a way that is actually genius. And like, I think, like you said, like over time, you know, at first he kind of was banging his head, uh, trying to figure out how he was going to hit prior to Hard Knock Life. And so it was like, oh, what's Big doing over here? What's, you know, Mm -hmm. Rough Riders doing over there? But like, he was studying all that shit, just taking all the pieces that he needed until his puzzle was together. And then he just came out and just took over everything. And it seems like that type of cat. Well, do we have any anything else to discuss regarding Big L? Um, the the last thing I did want to discuss here is that um, I think that that Big L has has constantly been kind of marketed poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think very similar to that conversation that we had about Eminem in terms of like what would have been a good way to market him, and we talked about kind of putting together this compilation of like freestyles of him like over mm-hmm. you know stripped down beats. Like right. I think Big L is is kind of the same. Um, and I think what Loud could have done to market him between these two projects is to create some sort of a like freestyle sampler, um, you know, that that came out either on Loud or on Ruckus, which is what this what the big picture came out on. Um, and so some of the freestyles that it could include were um, the True Master freestyle, um, that that's uh, him on Stretch and Bobito. Gotta have the seven minute freestyle, which I, gotcha. uh, uh, is also known as the '95 freestyle. That Stretch and Bobito, that's the one featuring Jay Z. Jay Z, please don't lie and say you you were as good as Big L on there because you were. He's not. Uh, The Cluminati freestyle uh, that featured Herb McGruff. Uh, Big L live in Amsterdam. That was him with showing AG on stage. He did a freestyle on there that was fire. Uh, The Tony Touch freestyle that I talked about over 10 Crack crack Commandments. Doop number five freestyle. The 98 freestyle, which appears on the current iteration of, of the big picture. And then the last one that I would definitely put on there is uh, American Dream. It was like the only record that Children of the Corn kind of, which, you know, for, for folks that don't know, Children of the Corn was a group that had Mace, McGruff, Cameron, Big L, and Bloodshed, who was uh, Cameron's cousin who uh, died in a car accident. But that was their their record that they were shopping. Uh, it's, act- it's actually over the, the same sample as Don't Leave Me Girl uh, by... by Black Street. I feel like their verses on there are so crazy that that would need to be on that tape. So that's how I would promote it, would be like to give you a sampler that shows you just how good this guy is at rapping. And then, you know, and that's in between. Maybe even give you some sort of a group album, you know, with with Children of the Corn, if you're able to get them all together or like a little EP to promote it and then drop this DJ premiere Big L posthumous album. And like, I feel like that would shut the game down. Everybody would know who Big L is today. And yeah, in scene. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think those are good points, good good suggestions. Um, unfortunately, we can't go back and change any of that. But um, did you have any I, any highlights on the existing uh, big picture? I think you mentioned them. The only other one that was a highlight to me was um, the fallback with um, oh yeah, yeah rap. You did say but that. I mean, you know, enemy with Fat Joe, uh, Platinum Plus with Big Daddy Kane, and you so know, good. to be honest, 
this record with Guru and Sadat X really kind of grows on me. Really? Um, yeah, because it, it starts out kind of silly. It almost sounds like a little like Cash Money beat. It's so but silly. Like, as I get into it, I was kind of like, I don't know, something about it kind of stuck with me. I, I, I don't know why. I don't want to. I don't want to call it a highlight, but like, it's a song that I was oddly revisiting. How about that? On an album where you don't talk about women once, the one record that you do, like, or whatever, when you finally do, it's like, players, you got to be careful today. Watch for these games that these females play. Like, what year is this? No. I don't know. Something about it was just like, uh, I don't know. It just stuck with me for some reason. The other thing I wanted to say about this, and we kind of broached it on the previous, or we're talking about the previous album, but um, I feel like Pete Rock was a little lackluster on this project, man. Like, Well, the problem is that holding it down is not a bad beat it's um, okay. i don't think it's well suited for a big l mm. and the the features on the track are horrible so <laughs> that stand was bad look it, <laughs> it's not they're not good on it big l is fine on it even though he didn't actually spit on it but like it's uh whatever and then the um who you sliding with is okay yeah. uh again that's another one with, with stan spit um, the heist, mm. I, that's a low light. That shit is, I don't like that at all. Yeah, doing. man. I mean, yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about it, bro. Like, I think, I think, you, like you said, people do give Big L like, oh, he could tell good stories. I don't think that this is a good story. And additionally, it gives it's, me, it's so you know, weird. Like, is he? Is he, does it start off like his wife is cheating on him, and someone finds out? But then it turns into this heist where he gets he all these keys and two million dollars in cash. What? Right, my nigga, what are you doing? Like, yo, this is like, like undying love, you know, levels of ridiculousness. Like, yeah, it's like okay, so this is your wife or your girl that you're calling your I, wife. I, yeah, you, she's, you find out she's cheating on you. You and then that just turns into a heist that has nothing to do with her. Yeah, and then so then yeah. his, so so then so right so they go they go heist the guy who she's cheating with, and then and then his man is like, "Yo, I popped these ducks," and he's like, "Oh, you killed my wife. Cool. All right, let's go, man. Let's get the money." Like, yeah, what? It's, yeah. It's, oh, and and then it ends like it was like the uh, heist successfully heist done. Heist complete. It's like like that. Okay, I, I thought wait, wait, I thought this was about your wife, but now yeah. it's about, about like, what? No, th- no, like what? It's, so it was a heist. Now I thought it was a payback. I didn't think. Yeah, yeah, that's not but even he, exactly. That's not even a heist. That's just like you just happen to be going to do one thing, and then you're like, oh, there's a dollar on the floor, and you go pick it up. Like the song isn't about the dollar. Like it's about, <laughs> it's about what you were doing originally. It's it's yes. It's so Look, you know me. I'm glad you're on the same page about yeah. this because I'm a real stickler for these stories. Yeah, they, no. I need your story game to be. Yeah. You know, it needs to be on on uh need to be on your p's and q's. So this story yeah. was bad. Actually, even the who you sliding with story might be better than this one. Uh, so. <laughs> Ask honey her name, and she told me Celeste. She had big breasts. Honey had me harder than a Spanish test. <laughs> So yeah, but, but no, I, mean, I don't. I don't really have all that much to add, to, to to add about this album. This got project, you. So. Yeah, I, think I thought I would, but could have been no. could have been uh, harder. So I think honestly, it, him a uh, him and Primo album would have really made people like his eyes perk up a little bit. So okay, anyway. All right, so I think that should wrap it up for our Big L discussion. Big L, um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. 
the, uh, the the majority of it obviously was to try to attempt to make Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous, his debut album, into a classic. But obviously, okay. touching on Big Picture, I think, is is a big one as well. Because that was the one that I was more familiar with. So yeah. yeah. For all of y'all who are listening who are not familiar with Big L, if you like lyricism, if you like punchlines, if you like these lyrical devices, definitely go check them out. Um, I, I actually would probably listen to the big picture before I listen to Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous. Yeah. I just think it's easier to en- engage with. Um, I want, yeah. I'm not even sure if I would listen to either album. Just go find his freestyles. He yeah, has some of the greatest freestyles Facts. ever, if not the greatest. The only one who, the only two, in my opinion, who can come close to him mm. on freestyles. And and look, respect to Black Thought, but he's not one of them. It would be Cannabis and Eminem. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Um, the 98 Freestyle is on this project, um, and yeah. there are also some other verses uh, on this project that are freestyles. Holding It Down, for example, are, um, is one of his freestyles. So that's why yeah. I said that this would probably be like easier to engage with in that way. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So I think that should wrap it up for, uh, for Big L. So rest in peace to a hip-hop legend, in for my sure. opinion. For sure. So, peace. Uh, Peace. No check it. Yo, I got slugs for snitches. No love for bitches. Putting thugs in ditches with my trigger finger itches. I got a rep to make police jet. Known to get a pre sweat. I never beg for pussy like Keith Sweat. It's Big L, slow hell no. Bitches get fucked on a roof when I ain't got no hotel dough. I'm known for yoking Japs and beating over smoking gats. Leaving token blacks with broken backs and open caps. So with that bullshit, steps to the rear, son. The last thing you want with Big L is a fair one. Cause in the street roll, I strike men like Lightning, you seen what happened in my last fight, friend. I can. I beat kids with lead pipes. I leave trails of dead mics where I'm from. Niggas, Jews get ran like red lights. Old folks get mugged and raided. Crimes are drug related. And we live by the street rules that thugs created. Clowns get smoked about a thousand folks are selling pounds of coke. Front in this town and get a text stuck down your throat. I'm telling you, shit is about to get drastic soon. I'm quick to blast a goon and break a motherfucker like a plastic spoon. I got the looks to make your hottie steal. I keep a shotty near. It's that nigga with naughty hair who got him fear. Tracks I'm known to roast until the microphone is gone. Props are on the most, I'm leaving niggas comatose Run and get your brain pinched, big I'll have your whole gang list I started smoking dust and been insane since This rap shit was a great gift The other night some snake rift and got a hot lead facelift All through high school I had braids, I kept mad blades Stabbing teachers to death, they gave me bad grades I cooked the mic like a beef steak, cause my technique's great And I'm the nigga police hate in each state Cause I'm the neighborhood lamp, a punk rubber vamp But fuck around, you find my silk boxes in your mother's hamper Cops drop when my Glock makes the pal sound I'm from a wild town, you know my style clown, so bow down Word up, Say what? 95 style I got my man Jay-Z here Jay-Z, watch out now Check it, check, check it out now. Hey, yo, what? Uh, brothers can beg and borrow. Still feel sorrow when Jay-Z like Zorro. Get in that ass. Better luck tomorrow. I'm too much, nigga, so never should you rush. You need to slow down or get your ass toe down. Check it out. I'm too cocky to stop me. You gotta kill me. And when I'm gone, you can still feel me. On the real beat. This shit is eternal. I rock the heavens well. Even if they won't let me in heaven, I raise hell. Till it's heaven. Recognize the black cat with uh. the nine lives. Get up off me, nigga. It's bad luck to cross Woo. me. I'm popping crystal. Shooting game like missiles, ass projected or holes affected by this step. I act like Goldie, go back like the Odie, but the goodie pulling R&B bitches wearing hoodies. They don't be knowing the way I be flowing when I be going. I be running the track like Jesse Owens. I disrupt the natural scheme the way that you do things with a swing and have them rocking like. 
You say never you run, if ever you come, it's never you run. So fast in your life to never have one. Come on and ride the rhythm, I produce like jism. Just like the gods, I start with knowledge and follow with wisdom. For greater understanding, I'm landing, blows in, knocking sense into those that oppose me. Enticing when slicing through tracks, you're screaming Jesus. Christ is back and God knows he can rap. Me and L put rhythm on the map, so give him his dab. And me, I just take mine. Give me those, give me this, give me that, fuck that. You never see me stress, energy yes, on the prize. My greedy eyes can't see no less. Jigger incredible. Even my thoughts is federal. Like kidnapping, extortion, and corruption. So you know, beating me, I never come like a nun. Or tomorrow, I'm too thorough, nigga. I make moves, cause bows to move. When I'm creeping through your way with a thousand little dudes. Um, with a piece like Islam. I make your eyes rise like yeast. Surprise, I feel no fear when facing y'all. Bet your lyrics jump off the track like racing cars. MCs trying to be the best and even in dying couldn't be this death i see no reason to stop cheesing ever since l said throw three g's in and we could get down and split the wealth that's when i found i could do it myself i get up yeah big l try that mic up yeah 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 back to big l yo one two one two all right i drop one more joint all right check it out I ain't do this in a while, check it out. One, two, one, two, check it out, one, two, check it. Hey yo, my crew be delivering high lead when cats are clinched. Rappers like Jack and Lynch, nobody can fuck with the way I be killing up shit in rap events. Big others that nigga you expect to catch rack on any cassette deck. I'm so ahead of my time, my parents haven't met yet. I'm feeling like Billy Bathgate, my rap style is past great. I love the fuck a bitch from the back and watch her ass shake. I probably got your mommy strong. Niggas hear me and take more notes than Connie Chung. My clan plans to get Giuliani hung. Never had a gassed head, got loot cause I stashed bread. Try to tax and I'ma beat your faggot ass half dead. I start white cops to they life stops for a low price. Tops, cause my blood is colder than the icebox We want three nine, you don't want a block war Cause my crew will kill a nigga from the lobby to the top floor And every time a Mac 11 bucks I'm killing at least seven ducks I never was a follower of reference What's the bitch type I dislike? I'm rougher than a fist fight All chicks ain't shit, ain't no such thing as miss right So we can never be a couple, hun Fuck love, all I got for hoes is hard dick and bubble gum yeah. And clown MCs, I be attacking quick I'm on some rapping shit and some carjacking shit I ran up on this nigga named Mac in a black act and put the gap to his cap Quick clack, sorry Jack, get him out of that My 38 works great, so make a mistake and hesitate I can't wait to demonstrate this nigga plate He didn't listen to what I was speaking He started reaching, so I left him sleeping with his temple leaking Aight, back to my man Jay-Z one time Check it out, uh, as soon as I grab it, I eat it up like a savage, and no, I don't have it, I get it together like a marriage, I'm seeing no rappers, I'm on my P's and Q's and carrots, y'all don't understand, well, goddamn, don't y'all know my status, I'm flowing the fattest, mm, that is, mm, I'm the baddest, no need to explain my name, the only thing that matters, for suckers who bite me, they find I'm a bit much to swallow, you're thinking it's hollow, the rhythm is too rigged to follow, it hits you like bam, bigger the van, bam, bigger the van, take a little breath. God damn, the kid is a wizard. I'm definitely destined to make eight digits. Matter with L's on the road, the riches. As soon as I step up, nah, whenever I remember, uh, whatever I touch, whatever I clutch, you know I'm gonna injure. Uh, the nigga don't play, hey, the nigga don't play, hey. Uh, here I come, a good, good, good again. Run up, 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 up in. Niggas is duck, do duck, and I'm boo boo bucking. Fuck it, I'm wow. But a boo 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 band, what you niggas gonna do to the man? I see you bought your little crew. And I'm still coming with velocity. Check it out. 